Episode 68, Find Your Passion, Lose More Weight. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzant. Let's get this episode started. More passion, more weight loss. Literally, what better combination is there than that? Just want you to let that sit with yourself for a moment because it's so different than what we usually think, which is like deprivation, misery, discomfort, weight loss. It's usually not something we consider a fun process, but I want you to consider that finding more passion in your life is actually one of the keys to losing more weight. And I've got two very unlikely sources of inspiration for this episode today. The first is Bruce Springsteen, and the second is my husband. (laughs) So hear me out, ladies. We went and saw Bruce Springsteen in concert. Oh my goodness. The man is 71 years old. He played. It's the loudest concert I've been to ever. They rocked out like You know how most performers now take breaks and tell you about the songs? None of that. Just literal transition from one song to the next song to the next song. At such a high level for hours. And it's so interesting because my husband and I both left that concert with the exact same commentary. Their passion was so obvious. And they are so good, him and the E Street Band, because of their level of passion. You could tell it. And the second was, how is that man in such good shape (laughs) at 71 years old? Like literally we both looked at each other and we're like, did you look at his arms? Did you look at his energy level? How is that man doing this? His voice is actually still pretty dang good. And a lot of those older performers we've watched have not been. It's his last tour, ladies. So regardless of your thoughts on his political commentary as of late, I just want you to consider 71 years old, rocking it out like the young people don't even do, looking amazing with so much passion, playing back to back for hours. He did not get a break. The loudest concert, rocking it out for hours with no break. I mean, literally to the point where people leave the concert and are like, that was insane, (laughs) right? So it hit both my husband and I, and by the drive home, we were already researching, how does Bruce Springsteen stay in shape? Like, I wanted to know. I was like, how is this man doing this? And I found the most interesting article that he did last year for Men's Health Ladies. And do you know what he said? This is so wild. The biggest thing is diet, diet, diet. I don't eat too much and I don't eat bad food, except for every once in a while when I wanna have some fun for myself. So I think anybody that's trying to get in shape, exercise is always important, of course, but diet is 90% of the game. If you've listened at all to the School of Weight Loss podcast, you know, diet is where it's at. 
diet is where it's at. And if you look at back at old articles on Bruce Springsteen, he used to run, he had all these things they would talk about. But now he says, I don't do that much right now. I lift a little weight to stay toned. I may get on the treadmill. I walk. I don't run anymore. He's literally like, I stay in shape with my diet. And so I got the pleasure of reading that to my husband. <laughs> For those of you who've listened long enough, you know my husband is does his own thing with weight loss. But he woke up the next morning after the concert and he said the most interesting thing to me. He said, you know, Emily, it's really about being healthy, isn't it? It's about like having healthy things in your life that you enjoy. It's about being that version of you, like and building that part up in the, for the rest of your life. And I said, have you heard of my weight loss coaching program? <laughs> we are run by the healthy you. But it just hit him on a different level to see somebody with the forward trajectory of basically watching the healthy you. Listen, Bruce Springsteen shared on stage that he's the last man standing, that's his song, right? From his band, his original band. And there's no doubt that part of that has been his cleaner living than a lot of the people around him, right? There's no doubt that part of it is his passion. The other part is his clean living. And I want you to consider that finding your passion leads you to lose more weight, right? If you listen to Bruce Springsteen, he says, when I was 15, I got in my first band and it was done. I had found my passion for life. And I've been talking to my husband a lot lately about that passion. I feel like with time, I've watched his dwindle as my spark has grown. And we had a long, very interesting conversation about what that passion looks like in terms of your life and in terms of your weight loss journey. And I wanna share with you some of the lessons that we discussed today. Because like I said, for most of us, weight loss feels like deprivation, misery, taking away all of the things we enjoy in life, right? We end up overweight because we overeat. There may be other small contributors, yes. You may have a small exception of a story, but the vast majority is fat is stored because you eat more calories than you need and your body stores them for future energy sources. That's it. People may have even been through those same circumstances and not gained weight because they didn't eat like you did in that circumstance. So it does come down to us using food inappropriately. Now that's cultural, personal, familial, biologic, all of that. I've done lots of episodes on that before, why we overeat. You can listen to that podcast episode. I don't wanna go into that today. What I wanna go into is that if you think in your life you can just take away the passion and be completely motivated by a number on the scale and tell ourselves I can't have any passion until I get there and then I wanna be passionate and feel amazing again. It's not gonna get you there. You're gonna stop long before that because of all of the willpower, deprivation, misery, negative emotion that comes up in the process. So when we start in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, our actual first session as a group is called the Healthy You Virtual Event. And in that, we spend a lot of time creating who we're becoming first before we even start any dietary changes. Why? Because that person is already full of passion. When you think of who you'll be at your goal weight, it's not like I'm going to be miserable but fit in a size six. <laughs> it's like I'm going to be living my best life. I'm going to have better balance. I'm going to feel good about myself. I'm going to love the things I do. I'm going to be more active in my life. I'm going to take on the things I haven't taken on. Right. So start it now. Find the passion and lose the weight. 
not the other way around, ladies. Because when you start developing passion outside of food, you have other places to go to when you want to pick me up, when you want to feel good, when your brain wants that natural dopamine hit it's been getting from food, and you start to live aligned with that version of you. That healthy you drives you forward, not is the result of your weight loss. I think for many of us ladies in modern American life, we've lost the ability to even think of our passion. I've even been working on this with my husband. I'm like, what are you passionate about? He used to be a runner and now running just hurts, right? Kind of because he needs to lose the weight, right? So it's a catch 22 to do those things. I am not a runner. I'm not. I am the girl who likes to read, to cross stitch, to work out in the garden, to have a clean home. And for a long part of my life, I thought I had to be that person to ever live at my healthy weight goal. Like I thought that's who I would naturally have to become, but it was never going to fit me. And I want you to know that because I grew in my passions, my true passions, my true passions, not what the weight loss industry tells you your passions should be, it's easier for me to live at my weight loss goals. So I want to share with you some micro and macro level. That's such a doctor word, but that's okay. (laughs) Some small and big level examples of this. This is what I discussed with my husband. I said, what do you want to do? What are you passionate about outside of food? Because as we discussed on the drive home, I said, listen, you've got to have fun outside of food. You just have to develop ways to have fun outside of food. Because as we discussed him becoming that healthy version of himself, it was really a discussion about how do you stop turning to food for passion? What else steps in there to be your passion? And for him, for years, that was running. Now he enjoys things like pickleball and golf, but those take you going out and giving extensive amount of time, organizing people to do it with you. And when he's turning to food, it's in the moment. Right, so there's the macro level passions and the micro level passions. There's the in the moment things that you can enjoy to be passionate about. And then there's the big picture things that you can enjoy for your life to be passionate about. And I would suggest not waiting until you hit your goal weight to get there. Find your passion, lose more weight. Create the healthy you now. Let that version be the version that pulls you forward. So here's how you do this. You start thinking of the big picture things and the small things that you enjoy, okay? For me, big picture things. Those are things like, how do I determine vacations and downtime? What do I wanna do on weekends? What are the things that I like for my life that I want more of? We like to go out and hike around on trails, things like that. I want to experience that level. As I told my husband, it has to be fun outside of food. So here's an example that I shared with my husband. When he was younger, He didn't battle with his weight. He ran all the time. And he said to me, you know, when we would go out of town or I'd plan a vacation, I would look at where I could run. I would literally like set up schedules of where I could run through town. Now it just hurts. It's not fun. So what do I do? I look at all the places I can eat. I plan out all the restaurants. So neither of these are working for him. If he wants to find passion outside of food, it can't be about the restaurants, but he also isn't going to make it about the running. So for us, it's about just adding activities into the day, things like little hikes. And he's good at telling me it's time to turn around. We're pushing it too far. Not making it about the destination, making it about the journey. We love working around. We own land out in the country. We love working around on our land. He always tells me on days like that, I'm outside and I don't even think about food. Right. Because you have other sources of dopamine hits. You have other little rewards happening for you. 
And when you tell yourself that the process of me becoming the healthy you means working outside more, not means I have to have finished X, Y, and Z. It becomes fun again, ladies. What are you passionate about for your future? I shared on the podcast episode a few weeks ago an easy episode to do, which is the 25 things I most want for my life. If you have no idea what your big passions are, I think generally we know a lot of them. We may have stuffed them down. We definitely have stuffed them down with food. (laughs) It may take you sitting for a few minutes with this and asking yourself, okay, what are the big picture things that I want for my life? You can do a list of the 25 things you most want for your life. Cross off the ones you already have. That's amazing. Honor the ones that you've already achieved. And look at what you want for your future. For Bruce Springsteen, it was becoming a band. We even talked about that, like how he paid his band because he just sold out for like $500 million. And how if he underscored their significance, he wouldn't have been as great. There's so many different things to consider in that whole process of how you build the best around you and how you become the best. That's the fun of the journey. That's the becoming the healthy you, the best version of you for your future. So even if it just starts all the way back at the beginning of like, I need to come up with an idea of something I like to do, something I could be passionate about, I have to have fun outside of food. For me, that's this. I mean, coaching has become that for me. I did the work myself. I continue to grow in that work and I love to help other ladies do it. It is my passion. It fulfills me. I don't need the other things. You know why? I'm always reading something weight loss or inspirational or motivational or mind management. I've always got something going on in my head and I'm always thinking about that, right? How can I be more of the healthy me? And how can I teach the other ladies like me to do it too without thinking that they have to become like a marathon runner? Unless you want to be. Some people do. Sarah, who did my group, ran a Disney half marathon after she lost 120 pounds. Not exactly my thing, but I'll do a walk happily. Finding what works for you to grow in passion, not making it a to-do list, making it something that matters for your life. That's the big picture. And then I want you to consider the little picture, okay? And I love Bruce Springsteen's example of this. He is so passionate about his music and his performance. Like you can tell he's a performer up there, that he's happy in the moment to create a healthy lifestyle to support that. It's like, if I don't eat like that, I don't feel good and I'm not gonna be that version of myself on this stage. It matters that much. Many of us don't have that level of passion. You may find it just by going back to what you love and growing in that and not judging it anymore. Just being that person who brings that unique gift to the world. But the small decisions, as I discussed with my husband, are in the space of when I wanna turn to food for the passion, what steps in instead? What do I do instead in those moments? And I wanna share with you a couple tools that we use in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss to help with this. Your energized eating plan, which is your way of eating, we create that in advance. Why? Because once you've done that, you've accommodated for the food in a way that serves you, but you know it's not the passion. You can't mistake it anymore. You've literally set the plan in a way that gets the best version of you energized through the day, And then you recognize every time you turn away from that. Those are called think, feel, eat cycles. What feeling is making me eat right now? What are the thoughts that are driving that feeling? Why am I eating right now? It's such a simple question to ask yourself, but you've got to set the plan first and then look at why you go off of it. And then ladies, you'll learn to accommodate for those times. I shared with you guys on a previous episode, my gratitude jar, right? Because I was in frustration and wanting to snack at eight o'clock at night, 
I shifted it to be grateful for the things that I already have. That helps me grow in my passion for the life that I already have. For me, sitting down in front of Netflix with my husband, cross-stitch baby. I talked to all of my ladies at Dr. Blaze School of Weight Loss about this one. I kid you not, the whole entire family now has cross-stitched Christmas stockings. I'm on to my last nephews right now. Don't worry, there's more babies coming. And then my siblings want them. But I don't want my hands to be oily. I have something to do with my hands. I'm not thinking about snacking. I'm thinking about this beautiful cross stitch that I'm doing while I'm watching something and sitting with my husband. It's changed the game. I do it in the car. I don't snack on road trips because I got my cross stitch. I don't snack at 8 p.m. because I got my cross stitch. It's so rewarding. I'm so passionate about it. It's changed that trajectory for me. It's changed snacking for me and I can do it in any moment. If I got two minutes, if I've got enough time to snack, I've got enough time to break out my cross stitch. Finding those small passions and the big passions keep you from making food the passion, ladies. You can exercise, you cannot exercise. You don't have to be a marathon runner to live at your healthy weight goals, but you do need to have passion outside of food. Because if food remains the whole passion, here's what it's gonna look like. You're just gonna make the diet versions of all the foods that you made before, you're not gonna get the same level of comfort from them. The dopamine hits won't be the same. And eventually you're gonna have a bad day and you're gonna go back to the real previous versions because there was no extra gain other than the scale moving. I think that's how we think of weight loss. It's like, that's the best version. Will be just to make the diet foods of all the foods I already ate and hit my goal weight. No, you're going to those foods for passion. If your brain only gets dopamine hits from foods, and you take that away, it won't last very long. It certainly won't get you all the way to your healthy weight goals. So let's all take a lesson from unexpected sources. My husband and Bruce Springsteen this week, right? Bruce Springsteen living his passion, 71 on the stage, rocking it out with guns. I kid you not. My sweet husband sitting beside me watching that and saying, I want that. There were so many ladies around me. These seats were tight, guys. I know that feeling where you don't fit in the chair. And we had a lot around us. I just wanted to say to all of them, you can change this. I promise. It's time. Your time is now. There's no more time to waste on making diet versions of the foods you love and thinking it's going to stick and thinking that's the best approach to weight loss. You can live a life more passionate now and lose more weight. They were up dancing. I was loving it, watching them. I was sitting holding a five-year-old on my lap who fell asleep in song three. But that's okay. We wanted her to experience her first concert, and it was fun. It was for her birthday. So in the end, ladies, when you find your passion, you'll lose more weight. It's just that simple. It will be less deprivation-based. It will be more aligned with who you want to be. It will create better results for your life. It will create the healthy you. And I want to share with you that doors are open this week only if you're listening to this in real time to join the march group of dr emily's school of weight loss we start by creating the healthy you you will have a visual picture of who she is you will see where she's headed you will picture her trajectory and you will know her develop your passions grow as a person before you even start dietary changes it's the most beautiful loving version of losing weight because it's creating who you want to be. Not a deprived, tired, worn down version of yourself who reaches her weight loss goal, 
at the version of you you want to be who hits it and knows how to live there. We use the energized eating plan. We use think, feel, eat cycles. But it starts with the creation of the healthy you. The link's in the show notes to join us. Have a great week, ladies. If you loved today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to emilyvinzantmd.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes. 